This episode, Aphrodite's Curse, Chapter 3. I am Karma. (sighs) Jesus. I woke up around 11 in the morning with a pounding headache and chest pains. The sun shined through my window and tickled my eyelids as the AC blared. It was supposed to be a hot morning. I set the room to the perfect cool temperature for Raina. She hated sleeping in the hot. I sat up in my bed and attempted to open my eyes. A sharp pain rang through my head as I caught a glimpse of the full sunlight. Standing, I stumbled towards the window and shut the curtains, allowing my room to become a cool pitch black. (sighs) Last night felt like a bad dream, I sketchily remembered. I felt as if I got hit by a semi repeatedly and somehow still lived with slight amnesia. I sat back on the bed and looked over at my phone. 32 missed calls, 15 voicemails, and a fuck ton of text messages. Not today. I leaned back on my bed and closed my eyes. A piece of me wants to say that I can't believe that Raina would do this to me. But the more that I go over it in my head the more I realized this isn't too far-fetched to believe. Before Raina would tell me anything or come clean about anything she'd done, we'd always have a passionate night. Like the day before I received my wedding invitation, I came home from work and found Raina cooking dinner in lingerie. I'll never forget it. She was wearing a purple lace bra, matching panty, thigh-high garter belt set, and patent leather black heels. Purple is my favorite color. She cooked something simple that night. Braised steaks and a Caesar salad with a red wine. She put on one of my silk robes while we ate dinner and discussed our days at work. After eating, she placed the plates in the kitchen sink and sat in front of me, opening the robe. I remember standing up and kissing her while unbuckling her bra and massaging her nipples. She undressed me, I finished undressing her, and we ate one another for dessert. That night, we had sex for hours on the dining room table. I'd come more than had ever come before. She knew all of my spots, the way to circle her tongue on my clit to make me squirt, the way to squeeze my nipples while giving me head, the way to stop right before I climaxed to keep the momentum going. Before this night, I'd never climaxed before. So that always got me. Inevitably, we moved into the bedroom and continued our nights. I'd found myself climbing up the wall trying to get away when she gave me head. She was so fucking good at it. She'd use her tongue to tease my pearl and would not stop when I came. She sucked me up and continued rotating on me. That was the first night I'd ever climaxed. Honestly, it scared the shit out of me. She continued to suck me as I came. The more I tried to push her away, the deeper her face went into my legs. My body began shaking uncontrollably and my pussy began to throb. I tried to push her away again, but her face just went in deeper. I started gasping for air and holding on to my bedsheets, still shaking. When she finally stopped, her face was covered with my juices. My heart was pounding. I was out of breath and my clit jumped vigorously. I'd fallen asleep that night with Raina in my arms, whispering sweet nothings to one another. 
Unfortunately, disregarding the amazing night we had prior, the next morning I woke up and Raina was gone. On my nightstand, I found a sticky note stuck to her wedding invitation. <laughs> it said, It doesn't mean anything, babe. Just a formality to keep my parents off my back. I hope you understand and be willing to be my maid of honor. Just wouldn't look right if I picked anyone else. Not trying to hurt you. This is just another chapter of our journey, right? I'd spent years playing this game, believing that we would have something together, believing that it was just a role I had to play. In reality, I got myself in a lot of shit hiding my truth. That night taught me a valuable lesson. See, it's the person who can control the situation and drive the other to inconceivable pleasure that controls the room. Raina knew how to make me move, how to make me blush, how to love me. She'd known this because she studied me from the time we were in elementary school. I picked up my phone and scrolled through my contacts, shaking off this memory. It's time to get back to reality, I thought to myself. Reaching Nathaniel's name, I dialed him. It's about time that I start expounding on my control and allowing people to know me for who I really am. See, Greta thought she was actually hurting me with her comments. In reality, I never wanted to be a fucking love goddess. I never asked for this. I don't know why people are attracted to me or become so attached to me. It just happens. All I've ever wanted was Reyna. I think that Greta's little scam has actually helped me realize who and what I really am. Maybe I'll thank her later. Nathaniel answered the phone shortly after it began to ring. I took a deep breath and demanded, Come take care of me. He nervously chuckled and responded sarcastically, What, you lesbos forgot sex isn't good without the dick, huh? You need some meat, girl? I rolled my eyes. He always made these situations fucking difficult. Why does he have to be such an asshole? It doesn't have to be an issue. Why can't you just do what I ask you to do? He'll learn this lesson too. I responded, Nathaniel. Come take care of me. He began to mutter and I hung up the phone. I don't have time for his shit. Not today. I got up and took a hot shower, washing off the day prior. As the soap ran down my chest, my mind went down the pool in thoughts. It was almost as if I could feel Raina's hands on me. <sighs> Fuck. Why did she have to lie to me? Why didn't I see the red flags before? I stood in the shower for about 20 minutes just letting the water run on me and thinking, trying to make some sense out of what I've been hiding for the past 10 years, trying to make sense out of all the lies, expectations, and false realities. Okay, I, I can't stay in this mindset. I have to keep moving forward. I stepped out, dried off, and lotioned myself with lilac and lavender lotion. Yeah, I know. A girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Putting on my robe, I heard a heavy knock on the door. I stood in the mirror and looked at myself. 
My mother said that I had the smile of a killer, conniving yet seductive. My aunt LaRue was more spiritual and spent a lot of time giving me the tools I needed to be spiritually free. See, my mother didn't like that too much. Being a conservative Christian, she hated that my aunt and I became so close. She said that as I got older, the more sinful I became. I was beautiful, and because of whatever witchcraft my aunt did over me, the more conniving my smile became, the more I looked like a killer. Little did I know, my mom and my aunt used to believe and love the same things. It wasn't until my mom met my father that she became so biblically ignorant and evasive of the truth that even the Bible tells us. It's always the men, isn't it? I smiled in the mirror and lined my lips with a midnight black lip liner and filled it in with a charcoal black matte lipstick to match my robe. Hopefully this killer smile will help me get what I want today. Maybe I can start using those mythical powers my mom claimed my aunt cursed me with. He knocked again, this time a little harder. I made my way to the living room, opening my robe in the front, exposing my heart, nipples, and clean-shaved pussy. I opened the door and exposed myself to Nathaniel. Okay, he muttered. I pulled him into my house and pushed him past the broken glass. Damn, you all right? Will you fuck up? Pointing over to the glass, his mouth was ajar. I chuckled as I pulled him closer to the couch. No one yet. I pushed him down, knelt, and started massaging his dick through his jogging pants. As soon as he was erect, I stood up and demanded he remove his clothing. Drop him. He stood and pulled his pants down. Pushing him back on the couch, I positioned his dick up, made my pussy tight, and pushed his dick in me. He took a deep breath. Damn. Rotating my body on him, I pushed his hands down to the side. Rolling and gently bouncing my pussy on his dick, I could feel him start to pulsate in me. Breathing grew gently shallow as he attempted to sit up and pull me in. I pushed him back by his forehead and continued to bounce and grind. No kissing. Nathaniel sat still for the entire altercation. I wouldn't let him move much or touch me. Every time I rise, I clenched my pussy and thrust back down. My juices began to drip down on his thighs as I rotated and repeated the process. Rotate, rise, clench, drop. Every time his hard dick entered my pussy, he'd whimper. I rubbed my left breast nipple as I continued to grind on his thick dick. I was going to miss this. Well, maybe not. Nathaniel began to talk. He had this bad habit of wanting you to tell him how good he was. It was such a turnoff for me. I looked at him, put my hand over his mouth. Shut up, I moaned. Don't talk. The last time I clenched, I could tell he was going to come. I put my hands on his shoulders and whispered to him, You cannot come yet. Do you hear me? I'm not done. I could tell he was struggling to hold it in. I continued to clench and release my pussy on his dick, applying more pressure. Nathaniel grabbed my thighs and whimpered. He couldn't hold it any longer. I rolled my eyes, got off of him, caught his dick in my hands, and roughly rubbed his cum out onto his stomach. He jumped up. What the fuck, Aff? Laughing, I stood and watched him gasp for air and searching for something to clean himself with. 
what? You can't come on my couch. I walked to my bathroom and started freshening up. Damn, Ath, what was that? I could still hear him breathe. I walked into my bedroom, slipped on my black jeans, black hoodie, and my Converse. After pulling my hair back, I slid my keys into my pocket, grabbed a towel, and walked into the living room. I tossed Nathaniel the towel and leaned against the door. After wiping his stomach off, Nathaniel looked at me and pulled his pants back up. So what, you're trying this new dominant thing? I mean, I fuck with it, but you can't allow a man's sperm to hit his stomach. That's foul. That's what you got a mouth for. Walking towards me, he threw at me a smile and rubbed my hand. I smiled back, pulled my hand away, and began to open the door. First off, your sperm does not deserve to come anywhere near this glorious mouth. He rolled his eyes and put his hands on his hips. Is that why you wouldn't kiss me? Kiss you? <laughs> and fuck up my lipstick? Nah, I'm good. I figure I'd give you something to remember me by. But I didn't think you'd be so ungrateful. Confused, Nathaniel began to scratch at his head. I fully opened the door and put my hand out. Your debts have been paid. And I've had enough of you, so you can leave. Nathaniel cleared his throat out of irritation. So what was all of this? You're using me? I laughed. Maybe I was using him. I mean, in reality... And the relationship is nothing but two consenting adults agreeing to use one another for what they both feel that they need, right? I mean, that's like all I've ever been. I was convenient. I was the good lover that they could use. Well, not anymore. I looked over at Nathaniel, stared him in his eyes and said, Nathaniel, isn't that what we've been doing all this time? Using each other? You come for sex and to vent about your piss-poor life. And before you slept with Greta, this arrangement was a little more tolerable. Since then, I've just been fucking you to get my dues. And now I've had enough. You can leave and lose my number. Nathaniel walked to the door and grimly said, You'll be back. I chuckled and before closing the door, Snidely responded, Wanna bet? I waited 20 minutes before going downstairs and getting in my car. I didn't feel like having more of a conversation with him. I'm pretty sure that he was stewing on what I said and what I meant by it. But that's just it. I said what I said, and I meant that shit. Today, our relationship ended. No more Nathaniel. No more lilacs. No more. I started heading east on the 55th Expressway. I turned on my music and focused on the roads. The sweet sound of D'Angelo during the fall was everything I needed to get myself in the head place I wanted to be in. Calm. The leaves turning colors were beautiful and always relaxing to me. I'd almost miss my exit daydreaming, humming brown sugar, and looking at the trees. Before long, I pulled into the driveway of my destination. The car was there, so I knew she was. I turned off my music stepped out of the car and pulled my hoodie over my head. Walking to the door, I slightly hesitated, then knocked. A few minutes passed and Greta appeared. Smiling, she cracked open the door and said, your girl hasn't been here. What do you want? 
I grinned back and asked, can we talk? Greta rolled her eyes, opened the door and let me in. As soon as the door closed, I pushed myself into her, grabbed her hair and hit her head against the wall. We both stumbled and fell on the floor. I climbed on top of her, punched her a few times and watched as she tried to cover her face. I stood up and gave her three swift kicks to the stomach, one for each person in my life that she tainted. You think this shit is fucking funny, I screamed, and I kicked. I gave her my life. I kicked her a few more times in the stomach before she curled into that fetal, pathetic-ass position and began to rock slightly. It was nice seeing her like this, less powerful, more humble, shutting the fuck up. As much as I wanted her to feel my pain, this current discomfort she was in was only a moment of discomfort. She would need to feel something more. I walked over to the kitchen and saw a pair of meat scissors on the counter. Mm, perfect. I picked them up and began to walk over to her and displaying the scissors in my hand. Greta began to kick and scream. Girl, shut the fuck up, I said. Bitch, I'm not going to kill you. You're not worth that much. I grabbed her by her hair, stood behind her, and began chopping. Taking a handful of her curls, I walked around in front of her so she could see me, knelt to her side and whispered, See, this is the problem. You think you know everything. You think you know me. And you think the shit you did to me is karma for whatever I did to you? Bitch, I am karma. And you fucked with the right one, sweetie. Dangling her hair in her face, I smiled and continued to whisper, You have no idea what I can do to you, do you? You clearly don't know what type of goddess I am. Love, that's so far-fetched from me. So let me tell you what you're going to do. Never let me see you again. You will never come around me, Raina, or Brian. Do you understand that? Find somebody else's life to fuck with. Do you understand me? Crying, Greta nodded her head in the grins. I stood up, put her hair in my pocket, stepped over her, and began to walk to the door. Oh, Greta, I called back. If you go to the police, this will just get a lot worse for you. Keep your mouth shut. Leaving her house, I got into my car and circled the block. I parked in the parking lot of a forest preserve park and collected my thoughts. I can't believe I just did that. <sighs> she deserved it, though. The look of fear on her face made up for everything she'd done to me. I took the hair I cut from her head and put it in the plastic bag. My aunt always said that the easiest way to scar a woman or to scare someone who did something wrong to you was to take something personal to them. And Greta was a vain-ass bitch. I know she loved her hair. <laughs> I guess I'm the one with her prized possession now. I put the plastic bag in my glove compartment. A nice little revenge trophy. Pulling out my phone, I scrolled through my contacts and stopped at Brian's name. I hit dial and put the phone on speaker. It's time that he knows the complete truth. And if Raina won't tell him, I guess I have to. He answered. I could tell he was a little reluctant to speak with me. Hey, Aphrodite, 
What's up? I couldn't help but grin at the sound of his voice. This time, I was in control. Hey, Brian. I know last night was a lot, and I'm sorry, but can we talk? In person. I can meet you anywhere. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to chapter three of Aphrodite's Curse. I am Karma. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or you just want to hit me up and let me know what you think about the episodes, follow me on Instagram at poet, P-O-E-T-M-A-I period J. That's poet, P-O-E-T-M-A-I period J. Shoot me a DM. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, you guys be safe, be calm, and remember, treat others the way you like to be treated. You never know what's up someone else's sleeve. <laughs>